Welcome to The Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman. July cage match comes to its conclusion here. So uh, sad. So I, sad to I, see it go. We've had a month of cage. And honestly, we, we, we tried to save the biggest one for last. Not just the movie, but the guest star. Our mm. good pal Donovan Eilert is back with us. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Oh, Donovan. Uh, you, this is your second time on the show. And I feel yeah. like not only have you done two Cage movies, but you've done two of the weirdest Cage performances. I'm wondering <laughs> when I should be insulted. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's uh, an there's a, there's a aspect of watching this movie where I was like, is this a prank? Is, is this, this a like personal a really weird slight? Prank? Yeah. I actually yeah. never listened to the last episode, so I don't know if this podcast exists and if you are <laughs> just trying to steal... Hours no. of precious time yeah. in my life. We're not recording mm. any of this. Um, yeah, okay. That makes sense <laughs> yeah. to me. Uh, no, yeah. We're talking about Outcast. This is a, uh, what is this, 20, what was the? 2014. 2014's Outcast. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I don't, listen, here's a question. Now, we talk about this is one of the Stranger Cage performances. This is not the weirdest Cage performance we watched this month. I think that still goes to Arsenal. Yeah, it's not the weirdest, but it is one of the worst Cage performances yeah. this month, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I also wonder where it ranks in um, duration of film that he's present. I know that the last one we did, <laughs> he was in about... It for about 20 minutes. Yeah. I feel Pretty like similar. This one is about similar, although he only dies once, not three times. I know that's, that's the that's, that's the problem. Jujitsu really, really <laughs> builds me up for like, okay, if if he's only gonna be here for twenty minutes, at least he's gonna like die grand mm -hmm. times. He but, gets stabbed uh, a bunch. That was yeah, not though. the case. He does. Yeah. It does take him a while to die in this. To be fair, he does uh, get stabbed a few times. Yeah, like at yeah. least twelve times. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And every time you get a <gasps> at a cage, you know, which is what you yeah. want. Um, I want to see Cage play Julius Caesar. Oh God! I'm now God. realizing that I want yeah. to see that. Well, I mean, look, honestly, Lisbon, like they Cage... would be like if the Senate now needs to have sixty members in it. It's not thirteen <laughs> right. members anymore. It's just you know exactly uh, sixty-five. It's it's yeah. uh... his ex-wife comes back up. Some uh -huh, yeah. No, mm -hmm. not exactly. you too. Um... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, his death scene is like an hour and a half. Um... Uh, it is the movie. <laughs> yeah, I would watch that. <laughs> oh! Oh, they got me again. Um, yeah, Cage. Uh, I would just love to see Cage do like Shakespeare in the Park, though. I mean, I just, oh, me too. That would yeah. be something, man. It, 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 would, you, would you cast him as Julius Caesar? I'm trying to figure out what. Oh the role no, would be. I feel like oh, I feel like you need one that he's going to go crazy. So I feel like Macbeth or maybe a Richard the Third. 
Mm, yeah, I would love to see him. Or maybe, play Richard I mean, III. what if he yeah. did like Titus Andronicus? Yeah. I, uh, ooh, wow. Anything, yeah. Then he can just you can yeah. live it up. I was gonna say anything where he can go nuts. The Tempest maybe even would be something pretty wild because he can. Or he plays one of every the spirits. character. Yeah. Oh, he well, plays every ooh, character. <laughs> oh, Nicholas Cage doing one man Tempest. I, I mean, I, it'd be I riveting. Like the obvious choice would be Caliban, right? Yeah. Caliban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Or, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Caliban or Ariel, I think. Yeah, um, but definitely Caliban. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I, I feel like Cage would really sink his teeth into that. But instead, sure. we have him sinking his teeth into a supporting role. In mm-hmm. for the first time on the action shelf, Donovan, you get to be here for the uh, inaugural Hayden Christensen movie. Oh yeah. boy, <laughs> I hope this doesn't become a thing. <laughs> He's ma- he makes a lot like of a... these. He makes a lot of these action shelf movies. It does not show. Yeah, it, yeah. It really does. I mean, doesn't show at all. Here's the thing. I know mm-hmm. there's sort of been like a recalibration of people's opinion of Hayden Christensen, and I think that's great. From a just, just he seems like a nice guy, but yes, he isn't a good actor. I'm sorry, objectively, folks, he is a bad actor. I'm not sure he's acting. Like that's the that's the issue. Yes. I, like I don't. I I think he thinks he's right there. Uh, Scottish ex, Scottish ex lord in uh... yeah I mean the, the yeah what Are he Scottish I, I, Cage, I okay so Cage is, Cage them. is definitely doing a Scottish accent yeah what I assumed was that they were north western England or Scotland like yeah. somewhere rural Scottish or English yeah. lords which that's yeah. the other thing I want to point out in the beginning of this mm-hmm. to be on the Crusades you had to be a legitimate noble yeah. you had to be a legitimate knight yes yes of which neither of these characters no, these guys look like a couple of at, in any spec what mercenary kind of sword for hire guys it seems like they're real rugged sort of uh rapscallions they're not yeah well, they don't really get into it at all they it, the movie's very uninterested in their backstory no other than no the specific code of events honor. that this movie starts with you know yes no they um, just kind of toss in the crusades at the beginning as like here's a thing here's a medieval like war that would be happening that was in the 12th century <laughs> that was going on yeah, yeah sure we'll put that yeah in this there. is not kingdom of heaven uh, which is a great no. movie about the crusades if people want to see you know, like a movie that actually deals with the Crusades, Ridley Scott's Kingdom of Heaven is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Instead, we uh, boy, this this movie. Uh, I, I want you guys to take your. I do have the the budget here, and I will say, I'll just put it in on the much higher end, Lisman, of budgets. We've yes, seen. I I saw that. I thought that the sets and the costuming were pretty good. And filmed, a lot of the props filmed were on location good. in China. This is also yeah. we should state, and we've done a couple of these, Lisman. This is an American Chinese co-production. So right. this was also yes. partially funded by Chinese film studios. You see, so their there's logos a lot. Yeah, the there's a lot of Chinese uh, money in. This I mean, because basically everyone in the movie is Chinese except for Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen, pretty much. Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, uh, what what's your guys' best guess as how much this movie cost? Man, uh, I have very low uh, understanding of how much movies actually cost, but I'm going to say <laughs> me too. Thirty-five million dollars. What was that? Done? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah. Thirty-five. That's a pretty good guess, actually. Listman. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna highball it. I'm gonna say fifty million dollars. Okay. Well, Donovan was closer. Thirty five. Twenty five is what this thing cost. Oh. So, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. Not you know you're you're kind of in the ballpark there, Donovan. You're in twenty five the million. I can think of so I can think of twenty five million better things to do with yeah. twenty five million dollars. <laughs> this is always what Lisbon and I say on the show is we're always going. <laughs> 
we've got ideas for movies and we i mean we'll take one million you know like, yeah yeah <laughs> it won't be this movie but it'll yeah be but it, it'll else. it'll yeah. be better i mean i'll tell you that i'm, I'm not it'll be not, the right. second velocipasture movie <laughs> sure it's that yeah. i have so many unanswered questions from the first one so um no. but no. uh yeah 25 million worldwide gross 5.1 oof yeah. that's high that, that's actually the higher <laughs> number for me that's that's the i mean i will number. say that is more than most of these movies make but still only about a fifth of the budget made back for this thing literally lost yeah. 20 million dollars yeah. to this yeah that's brutal yeah that is unbelievable wow. and because i will <laughs> that say is negligence at the highest level. that's not but the I will worst say... return we've seen no these films, no 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 but, we've, uh... we've seen ones that are in the like multi-millions and they make like twenty-five thousand. Um, is this supposed to be like the producers? Is that what the issue was? It was like maybe. two guys going around. A lot of these movies feel like yeah. yeah. A lot of these movies feel like they're a scam of some sort because they yeah. sure. they almost never return on investment. It seems like um, right. I, I mean, I don't know if they eventually do through rentals and stuff like that, but that's a long way to go to make another yeah. twenty it's a million very long to way even to break go. even on this thing. Even with you know rentals and stuff like that, or it's just on. We all watch this on Amazon Prime for free, so right, um, right. I mean, or with the subscription cost, but still, that doesn't make them a lot of money. Um, no. So yeah, I uh, and I will say, having watched the movie, I see why people didn't go. It's not <laughs> very interesting beyond not being very good. It's also not very interesting. It's not particularly engaging. Um, no, aside no. from, I think a couple of pretty decent action scenes. Uh, well, yeah, the director was a was a stunt coordinator previously. Yes, that saying. that's what I wanted to talk about. Nick Powell is the mm -hmm. the director's movie. If you look at his career, number one, he's got 124 stunt credits, and on wow. big stuff, X Men movies, yeah. 28 Days Later, Gladiator. I think. Yeah, he worked on Gladiator. Yeah, exactly. Lots of TV and movies, big stuff. Uh, the Mummy, mm -hmm. he did stunts on. Um, so, I mean, this is a, a big name. And Listman, this is not the first movie of his we've seen. Really? He also directed, be... he directed another movie after this, also with Nicolas Cage, a little film called Primal. Oh, The wow. movie where Nicolas Cage is on a boat where a bunch of exotic animals have been let loose. That's, in my opinion, a worse movie than this movie, I think. Uh, uh, it's certainly cheaper. Yeah. It is cheaper. I feel like that's somehow a more problematic movie, which is also a big thing to say. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. A, it's a stupider movie than this, but in some ways maybe it's more fun in some aspects because fun. of that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, objectively it's a worse movie. But Primal, so yes, that guy also directed... A movie where I believe, once again, we thought a couple of the fight scenes were pretty good because, once again, this guy... Oh my God! Hang on, I'm just looking at this guy. This guy goes back to the '80s. He did stunts on Tim Burton's Batman. Whoa, cool! So he goes way, way back. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I mean, a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. So he does. I mean, the guy can choreograph a fight scene. I thought a couple of the sword fights here pretty decent. Pretty good. Some good stunts in there. Yeah. Um, but not. I thought visually it looked pretty good. It looked better know? than a lot. I mean, once again, we're <laughs> friend of the show and frequent guest Brendan Jones always goes like once again i have to remember you guys watch these every week so we're yes. always grading on a huge scale so i'm sure yeah Don donovan's right, going exactly. like i don't know did it look good <laughs> it, it didn't i've seen worse i'll say that mm -hmm. yes yeah i mean yes. then that's we the thing and, and on this show we've seen a hell of a lot worse it's it's yeah it, it's competently made i think for the most part sure. 
But let's yeah, talk that's about that's the high praise for this film. The real, <laughs> the real villain here, unfortunately, I think is is Once James again. Dormer, the writer of this yes. film, and and often is it's the problem with the these writing. films is the script. Yeah. Oh, the scripts. Um, this guy oh. though has an interesting career of uh, mostly like BBC television. Okay. So I mean, good stuff, but like he's like a staff writer on a lot of BBC shows. So interesting is a lot of BBC shows, the writing on them isn't spectacular, mm-hmm. but the the subtext that these British actors bring to them are yeah. so rich. Yeah. You know? So like the the line is not a lot, but the the way in which it's presented is is has a lot of depth to it. Yeah, and I think that, that might was not be... the case for this film. Yeah, I was gonna are say Are you that. saying the performances in this movie didn't have depth to them, Donovan? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I think that the depth was how low this movie had to sink <laughs> in order to just pull anything off. Yeah. That's the depth of this film. I mean, the, 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 yeah, that's that's the – well, the problem is – I mean, one of the big problems is Hayden Christensen is our leading man, and the guy, he's, ju- I, he's just a plank of wood in this thing. He really is. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty bad. Um, it's – it's uh. I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff that was the problem with his Anakin performance, except he's not even surrounded by all the whiz-bang excitement of the Star Wars world now. And so yes. I just have to focus on his acting. And he his motivation in the film is so weird. Like, yeah. The, I was wondering multiple times, like, why is he doing any of that's, this? What, yes. like, what is this penitence he's trying to reach this... in here and why and yeah. how? Well, because let's, let's go through the movie here. We start... In the Crusades, we're in the 12th century. Yeah, we're in the bloodbath. We just open on slow motion, blood-soaked Hayden Christensen. Right. Right. And Mm -hmm. we're in the Mideast. I love that it just says Middle East, 12th century. You know. So vague. Uh, And they they don't even tell you it's the Crusades. We have to figure that out, of course. I mean, which people should know, but still, like, there's... It's the thing where we're talking about. We don't know where they're from. We don't know who they yeah. are. We don't know anything of. We get Why that they're, they're there. Yeah, Why we we there. get that it's yeah. the Crusades, but the Crusades is a very broad part of history. Like, there's a lot to it. Um, we're in. Gener- there's only a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in. We're in generic midi city with generic UK characters. You know. Yeah. Uh, on an unnumbered, unnamed crusade. I mean, yes, exactly. And, uh, I mean, at a certain point, a lot of this was whizzing around so much, I was going, well, who's, what? Are they protecting this? Are they sieging this? And Cage, uh, you know, Cage and, and uh, Cage is here, too, at the beginning. And he's, oh, my God, we got to talk. I mean, they're both doing accents. But Cage is, in classic Cage fashion, going for it. I'm not. He's not yes. succeeding, but he's going. For, he's really ah. He's doing a lot of Scottish kind of, but he's still Nicholas Cage, you know. I think Nicholas Cage going for it, in a way, makes it worse than Hayden Christensen just kind of being bland, you know. And even his accent's bland. He's sort of giving it a little bit of a lilt, but pretty, you know. Yeah. British, yeah. Well, but kind yeah, of. he can't do much more than just a low simmer. And you know? Kate, I mean, early... there are so many times that both of them, I wondered, are they currently doing an accent? Yes. Or are they just forgetting? <laughs> I thought about like when uh, House, how Hugh Laurie, mm-hmm. um, even though they had many British production um, like superintendents and, and people there, 
mm-hmm. asked them not to be on set when he was filming because if you just hear a flicker of an accent, you mm-hmm. slip right back into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also like it, like him or Andy Lincoln on The Walking Dead, those guys would stay in their accents even between yes. takes so that they wouldn't lose and, that. Yeah. This film is a cautionary tale. I feel like in that, Here, like I, I always thought, like yeah. I always thought Hugh was being a little dramatic. You know, I'm like, you're an actor. Yeah. Oh, I get no. it. Like <laughs> this, this proves clearly... that's the right approach. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. this was this like they constantly had no idea what they should have filled the entire set with just British people that they could <laughs> harass them consistently because it was bad. Yes. The, here's the thing. Multiple Chinese actors had better British accents than the two people yes. from the UK in this. Absolutely, film. Yes. I actually thought almost across the board all of the Chinese actors were better than our leads. I agree. I, yeah, and I'm not saying they're not like me. amazing, but oh no, no, it always confuse me in films when you've got like you know people in native China, but you have some people who have British accents and some people have Chinese accent, you know, Chinese American mm-hmm. accents. I'm not, I don't know who makes the judgment call on that or if you just don't tell certain people to change. I don't know, like, like we're paying her too much. She can't shoot the shot again. Let's just tell her that that was a good shot and move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's always, but yes. that still was less confusing than are Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen aware of what accent they're trying to do. <laughs> I, I am looking through the the credits right here to see. I don't see anything about a dialect coach on this movie, believe it Interesting. Or not. I hmm. don't shocked. see anything about Very that. Very shocked. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's often, I often point towards that before I, I blame an actor on, on set. Uh, if the production's willing to invest in a dialect But coach. I will say, don't worry, Mr. Cage and Mr. Christensen did have a personal stylist. So that is where we put the money. Somebody I also feel like these both of those gentlemen probably got more than five million. Yeah, think? yeah, I think a lot yeah. of the budget went to this, went to these guys, and yeah. probably Cage more than Christensen because he's you know got the bigger name here, even though he's in the movie less. We talked about what didn't he have like a quarter of the budget for jujitsu for being in it like yeah, for, for right. twenty minutes? So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, I understand that you know you can't do everything all at once but if i'm getting paid five million dollars to do something yeah i'm not sure i need a dialect coach like i'm i, I would be so <laughs> thankful for five million dollars that i'd be motivated to take it on myself yeah know? unless you're uh, in deep tax trouble and you're yes. like i just need to get to the next movie man um, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> or you have to buy all old um, episodes one two and three merchandise to destroy and burn <laughs> under your house to uh, eliminate that from existence yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly so mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of cg artists on this thing though that's clearly where a lot of the other money went and i think it's okay i mean the movie looks okay visual it effects didn't... wise None of the yeah, none of the CGI stood out to me in in the way that a lot of these movies do. You know, um, I mean, there are some pretty obvious points, but mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was decently well implemented. Again, like m- my problem with this film is not like the production side of the. No, because I it actually thought when like the dialogue went away and it was just the battling, I thought, oh, I'm kind of into this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like was... I mean, we've talked a lot on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. And things that I prefer martial arts, martial arts. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And what this promised me was like a lot of just slashy sword fighty mm-hmm. kind it is, of moments. It is interesting for being like a big Chinese epic. It really does feel more like uh, a Western medieval film with the sword fighting. 
Or even it's even more interesting is how they don't use Chinese straight swords. No, correctly. No, because they're the yeah, single time. Exactly. You look at a movie like uh, like Hero with Jet Li that does a lot of actual sword fighting, but Chinese sword fighting. There is a whole style yeah. of that. But instead, because we have this, I'm going to use knight in quotes. This crusader, right? Mm -hmm. Is uh, every everyone matches his style. Yes. Right. And that's there's multiple weapons in the kind of Chinese library in this that are used completely incorrectly <laughs> yeah, like yeah. guan daos they're like oh yeah this would be like a hand-to-hand -hand. it's like no you're taking somebody off a horse with that yeah. you're not just like walking <laughs> yes. around with a guan dao yeah no, yeah flashing around at somebody. Uh, like so right at the beginning of the movie i love in the middle of this crusade battle they're like in the castle sieging it and cage mm -hmm. is just like yeah i'm done with this i'm quitting <laughs> yeah that this so the, these two characters, this is where the problem starts, because like Nicholas yeah. Cage is already uh, disenfranchised by yeah. by the horrors of. By war. the way, we're talking about Galen and Jacob. Whatever, yeah, of course, who cares. <laughs> I just love that Nicholas Cage's character is named Galen. Galen, and then Jacob, and um, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, but Galen is uh, he's he needs to be somewhere in the background of a Lord of the Rings, you know, right? Uh, Galen, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Cage it's, it's, did try to get into Lord of the Rings, if I remember correctly. I think. I mean, he, he made if a you're big famous push. enough. Yeah. When Lord of the Rings is being made, you try to get into. I think Lord he made Rings a big push point. to be Aragorn in that. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, that <laughs> yeah. that just recontextualizes like everything about. Oh man, I'm perfect for it. Um, <laughs> him against uh, Liv Tyler. Yeah. What? What a. <laughs> I love what a you. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the king. Come on. Uh, Come and on. that's the thing is that you know you've got <laughs> in, in that film, which is different from the books, but that film you've got Aragorn, who's the like reluctant to yeah. take up the mantle of kingship. I feel like that one, Nicholas Cage would just be like, ready. You know, give me that crown, baby. <laughs> <laughs> come on you little hobbits let's go um yeah it's funny because i did i did watch return of the king yesterday oh so nice that, yeah that movie is fresh in my very head fresh yeah. yeah i mean yeah. Look, yeah they made the right choice vigo mortensen of course amazing in that part uh um, pretty good yeah but i just love the idea of like we're cutting through this castle and cage is like i'm done i've had enough with the killing here and uh and in hey, the middle of it yeah it's <laughs> still in hostile territory yeah yeah and yeah. he's like, no, I quit. I'm out of here. <laughs> and we don't even see a moment where Nicolas Cage realizes that warfare. No. It's it's just it's... from the start of the movie, he's like, he's over it. I mean, you know? Donovan, mm -hmm. when you're talking about the motivations of Hayden Christensen, this movie has no interest in the motivations of anyone. Like, no, it, it, no. beyond the base, the characters we understand the motivations of the most are like the evil prince who wants the throne. But that's really simple Not even that uh, we're kind of just told just that evil. yeah he just we know he's evil and he wants the throne there's there's no depth beyond that oh. i was i when i was watching it, i was thinking oh it'd be so much more interesting if the son the, uh who killed his father didn't want to but felt like he had to to save his kingdom you know right what i mean he could like be some in the, kind uh, of conflict there i mean we've we, uh, the the best villains are always ones who have understandable if not sympathetic reasons for what they're doing just any reason yeah other than i'm evil just yeah. any reason oh, the, oh, oh and this guy is so it, evil he's so yeah. evil like he's just yeah god he just saunters around with how evil he is he's like i grew up i figured out i could use a sword 
now I want everything. Mm-hmm. That's his motivation. <laughs> like, he's done nothing to earn the throne. Mm-mm. And he's like, it's mine. Yeah. Uh, one, because he's all, well, we'll get, we'll get to that. But yeah, so Hayden Christensen won't come with Nicolas Cage. So Nicolas Cage, this is their breakup at the beginning of the movie. And right. The implication, what we find out later is the dark history of this is Hayden Christensen is responsible for the death of innocent people here, but not killed, directly killed some younglings. Uh, killed some younglings. <laughs> Didn't he not directly kill them? Isn't that the thing later yes. in the movie? No, the yes. whole point of it is that Nicolas Cage, after he breaks up, goes back for, you know, yeah. one last goodbye. Yeah. And he sees Hayden Christensen standing over a bunch of dead bodies yeah. of women and children and is like, okay, now I'm really out. Hang on. He didn't let... need to because he already said he is so out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love the idea of him coming back, just being like, "Oh, actually, I, I left my belt in here. Let me." Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Whoa! That's essentially Jacob. what happens. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh. Yeah. But no, I did think I I was thinking a lot about Revenge of the Sith because I'm going like his mentor slash best friend loses his belief in him after he thinks he slaughters innocent people. I'm going like, man, this just is Star Wars. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like... The, clearly... His mentor's now living out in a cave. Yeah, yeah, even the, like, uh, ostracization from society or the, the self-exile. They, the old Ben. Yeah. Do they explain why both of them are in China? No. Like, was Jacob looking for Ghislaine? It's, well, because Ghislaine why... mentions something about heading east. Yeah. In okay. that first, like, I'm out of here. And, uh... I think uh, I think Jacob just knows that's where the good opium is because yeah he's a full he's a full on drug addict boy he gets over that quick in the movie doesn't so he? when we I talked was... when we talked earlier about the production value and the you know the visual effects yeah they use the same like wobbly first person camera shot yeah for three different moments in the film yeah yeah it tells you that he's on opium it tells you that he's exhausted running. And it tells you that something just exploded. You're like, they're using the same thing yeah. multiple times. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, is he back on yeah. opium again? Did he just like swim across that lake and now he's just like gonna do a hit of opium? Like, why is I, I was wondering? I had that when thought. When he got poisoned, like, yes. uh, it's like, was it opium? Because well, they're using the same visual effects, so I'm I'm led to believe it's. But at opium, that point, they, the the, the princess oh, oh. has already burned his opium, right? Yeah, but there's yes. also that yes so much of so much of that is him just like warbly camera shot yeah exactly yes. that's the thing where it's yeah when you do that for everything um the uh it, it makes it really hard to follow what's happening yes There's and also no... if that if opium is that character's crutch yeah why does it not like why doesn't he make the decision to throw it away or do away with it it's like to realize he doesn't need that crutch anymore. Instead, the princess does that for him. It and takes he, away his yeah. agency. And then he's just kind of like, oh, it's I fine. guess I don't need that anymore. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, 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 even there's later in the movie, there's a whole thing where she's like, well, why did you come back to help us? And he doesn't really have a good answer. No, he's like, I was already going this way. Yeah. Yeah. Because she goes, I, I oh, is it the like, goal? I think an excuse, but like... I don't know, he, man. but we never find out why he. Well, actually, she gives I mean, him. I the... guess we find out his like guilt later. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, it's all just the the movie's so muddled and all any of that kind yeah. of stuff. Because like uh, 
she gives him gold and you think oh well he's doing it for the money but then he gives the gold away really quick mm. mm-hmm. the, yeah to that woman yeah yes. yeah and you just also like, they don't negotiate a price he literally just hands her every speck of gold that yeah. he has Here, here's a bag of some gold <laughs> like oh i would have done that for one of these like yeah. uh, <laughs> okay, well, here you go take, take this sack of gold i don't know whatever's yeah. in here is fine i have no use for yeah. this whatever it is because after the crusades yeah it switches to three years later and now we've got the dying king in China, and mm-hmm. he names his youngest son, who's like, what, 12, 13, maybe? Yeah, Something sure. Like that, yeah. Uh, sure. He goes, you're going to be the king now because your your brother's so evil, he can't be. <laughs> and obviously, I can't name this lady king, so... Uh, That's not how it works. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And isn't he like, hey princess sorry i know i love you too but like you ain't a guy so i don't know what to tell and you she's basically like i get it yeah no it's I totally get it's, it it's yeah. a it's it's all cool man i understand too much how this for works. me it's too i get much how the me. patriarchy works it's fine man um she has yeah. maybe the least going for her from from a script standpoint oh I yeah would say and yet yeah. she's so instrumental in doing so much in the plot and yet i really can't follow she's just so yeah, we never get how she feels about anything. She's just so on board to protect the prince, I guess, slash, you know, named king now, her mm-hmm. brother. And then, oh, my God, that the, they just suddenly throw in a romance between, between her and Hayden is like, this comes yeah. out of nowhere beyond she's the female lead and he's the male lead, so they got to kiss. Um, I mean, that's, that's the main problem with the movie is that things happen because – they just wanted it to happen in the film. Yeah, it is the just like of events needed to happen. There's no character motivation to set no, up those things. It's all happen. just like, well, this is what happens in a movie. Uh, so exactly, uh, I love if the writer's like character motivation. What are you talking about? Yeah, and he, <laughs> he's like writing down notes. He's like, oh, this is good. Yeah, do people use this? Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Characters can be motivated. Say by that word again. Subtext. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't understand. I thought text was just on on the page and on the screen. Like, like what do you mean subtext? Do and I write ha- that down too? And then you've got an actor who, you know, once again, I don't know how much work he's putting in versus how, but a guy who seems pretty checked out in Hayden Christensen, and then a guy who is objectively checked out, we know for a fact yes. in Nicolas Cage, yes. who is just yes. going to come in and go, yeah, I'm going to scream a lot. <laughs> like. <laughs> He, I mean, I will say the energy comes up when he's in the movie. I don't know that it gets better, true. but the volume is up, and like all of a sudden you're going like, <laughs> I'm watching it going, this is pretty wild stuff. Um, yeah, he's always compelling, if not good. Um, mm. So mm-hmm. yeah, so we get this, and I love immediately after. It's it's this is such classic with these movies. It's like son, I name you the king. Boom! The evil son kicks the door open. You know, like. It's mm-hmm. right away. He's he's right on top of it. Uh, I like to think that they spent all morning together, mm-hmm. had a nice breakfast, <laughs> sat around, played some games. Yeah, had, we talked about you know growing up, how much he's changed, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Oh, now I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, and now you should run. You yeah, a thirty second head start from your <laughs> twice as old, three times as muscular, and." <laughs> insanely evil brother Go. yeah boy you talk about, this here. guy is going for it too once again no motivation really for the character but this guy is trying to bring some energy to this movie i thought the guy who played he's the committing evil. for sure he's yeah. i thought he was pretty good uh you know for the most yeah. part i don't even know i'm trying to look him up here what was this character's name does anyone remember 
that was the uh, the evil no yeah i just no, kept, i just kept I calling him evil son in my notes uh yeah, so that's yeah. his name yeah because i'm going I'm not... like because i want to i want to credit this guy but i don't even know i'm looking through the imdb here and i'm going none of these names sound familiar uh, well, like, <laughs> did i watch this movie yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, it's, it's weird like, the crediting on imdb is really weird because uh you have to like scroll down before you get to like the prince or the princess yeah even though they're like two of the three main characters of the movie and right I, yeah yeah because you yeah, get like I, crusader a gets first billing here um, right right exactly <laughs> and there's so many Very like strange. crusader guard soldier mm-hmm. captain mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, who could forget the character of Captain Peng? Oh, I think I've got him here. Uh, I think I've got the guy, Lixen Zhao, I think is who plays. That's a cool name. The evil. Uh, and he he's done a lot of stuff in China. Yeah. Um, not a lot of stuff. It doesn't look like a lot of stuff that's come over to the U.S., but still, he's a working actor. And he's got some chops from this, I could see. Once again, oh, the part sure. is so flatly written. Mm-hmm. But he's got something here. And so, yeah, he's going to come. You, you, yeah, it, as you're saying, it's right. The prince has a 30-second head start uh, as he takes <laughs> off. But, run, um, little boy, run. Yeah. Run. Uh, the, uh, the, um, he murders the ki- The evil prince murders the king. And then pretty quickly is like, uh, yeah, that little kid, my little brother, he did it. And everybody's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Well, we better go get him. We completely <laughs> believe you. Why wouldn't we? I know. Except one person who saw it and yeah. then he's like i'm gonna kill your family yeah uh, and were you a little disappointed that that character didn't have like an arc really at all <laughs> why they even, keep cutting why to him being like about oh, i don't know about this yeah i don't know about this like, at yeah all. like the one guy on the king's guard who's like this seems like a bad idea and then nothing comes of that guy well the one nope. the one the one thing we get from him is at the very end when um, Hayden Christensen's actually going to beat the evil prince, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they fire that arrow at Hayden Christensen, yeah, mm-hmm. and then he is the captain. He's like, "Nope, hold on, they got into yes. this." That's Basically right. Knowing that Hayden Christensen is going to end this guy, so like that's the only piece. That's yeah, pretty small. Yeah. But even still, yeah. it makes it seem like if you're not really following the movie, which why would you be? Um, yes, unless you have to record a podcast about it. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, you might just think this guy is just in for the fairness of the fight. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have to be paying attention to, to that guy uh, in order to know that. Yeah, you're like, remember that guy from earlier? And then I'm pretty sure if you prompted people, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, right, kind of." Like, what if the princess and that guy knew each other, and she's like, "You know that the young prince didn't do this." Yeah, you know? we're jumping. Have we're it? jumping to the end of. The, we're jumping to the we end are. of this. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's it's honestly worth it. The yeah. piece for me that feel like could have changed everything. There's some mm. drop line at the beginning about the dagger that the prince uses to kill his father. Yeah, mm-hmm. killed his mother. It was something. It was something like that. Yes, like, like an assassin killed his mother with it. If we cut to the prince in a relationship, just go with me for a second, in a relationship with somebody who is making him more power hungry, right? Like a Lady Macbeth type. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Which would have been interesting. That at the end, when she realized wasn't going to get her way, if she would have taken the dagger from the prince and stabbed him with it, as opposed mm. to the sister that had no agency for the rest of the film, mm. we could have seen this, like, irony come back around, right? Of, yeah. like, the thing that used to kill his mother was then used on him after he killed well, his father like yeah that should have been an integral part of the movie no, like 
No you have question. a talking dagger in the shadow movie that's more interesting and important oh, than this. Now Donovan's you know? talking my language. If you're talking about 1994's The Shadow, come on. Yeah. Um, that's way better. <laughs> I just better. feel like that dagger could have had a lot of like significance in the film. Like yeah, it's narrative it clout. They either, they either need to commit to the significance of it or have no significance to it. Yeah, they like, have this why weird... you say it was the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I agree with, if not a Lady Macbeth, he just needed somebody to be like another person with him. Because yes. anytime we see him talking, he's just sort of generally yelling at the soldiers. He's not mm -hmm. really like having an emotional connection with anybody else. And they're just down to do whatever. Well, because they all are under the impression that the the that they're justified in this, right? That it's yeah, the, I... the the son the the other son murdered the king, so this is all they're all being uh, you know hoodwinked by the guy. So I think that everybody immediately believes this evil 100%, prince. 100 uh, percent. Like or, they all know it's, it's, these people. It's they unclear whether they believe him or whether or not they're like, I'm just paid to do this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. They're know. not putting any thought into it at all, right? They're just yeah, like, be, yeah. well, those are the orders, so I'm not going to question it. It's more the generals that he has to convince, right? Because you, you get can't a couple blame every stormtrooper, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about this? Uh, the first place that the prince and princess go when they're trying to escape is the are these monks, you know, these uh, who are like uh, kung fu monks or whatever. That was the this only is... legitimate moment of like martial arts that I was interested in. Yeah, I actually was I was one, excited like, about that. Shaolin monk holding off fifteen guys. Mm -hmm. That was actually cool. I like this character. Like the, once mm -hmm. again, yes, that does feel like something out of a martial arts movie. And yeah. uh, and it was cool. There was some cool choreography to it, and uh, and then he's dead, and we're on to Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yes, we also have the, and I don't know why this was in the film, but the other general that kind of contests the prince a little yeah. bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. But then at the end, you get like he he gets a, a significant telegram. Yes. Like. That's like the resolution of that character. They basically like, oh great, I don't have to worry about this anymore. I'm clearly not. I'm sitting in, by the way, full armor yep. in an armed yes. compound. I've got people around me, but I'm sitting in full armor, ready to go. If, should something I happen, exactly with <laughs> a cup of some tea. tea. Yeah, yeah. like hmm. Uh, hmm. And, it, and they pretty much only introduce that character when they do, just so that later he can receive that telegram and we'll know who he is. So it's like we acknowledge that this little boy is rightful heir. Yeah, and right. you're just like, and great, then, okay, cool, cool thanks, man. man. Cool, great, great. Um, <laughs> uh, great all around. Um, yeah, good, good Listen, you're gonna love this commitment to character. Hayden mm. Christensen. This is according to the IMDb trivia. Hayden Christensen practiced his Scottish character's constant fainting by going on a week-long pub crawl in Glasgow. Constant fainting, as in like, <laughs> like be. Yeah, he's like opium when he's just like he's struggling in the bar. But I, after he's run, I just he's love like the idea the that forest. that Hayden Christensen went on uh uh you know some kind of uh, drinking binge and was like yeah it's research for the part for work yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> but I, alcohol wasn't his poison no. that was no. Nicholas yeah. Cage's. Poison. I know it's uh here's the question did he charge this to the production. He at least used it as a tax write-off. Yes, you know? there you go. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, these bar bills were researched for a part. Um, they thought he was going to Glasgow to like work on his accent, and he was just getting drunk and. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's get Good to life if you can get it. 
once they mm. uh once they get to the town here this is where we uh they it's go to where it turns into true grit but in china right yes yeah because they go to this bar and they're like we want to hire somebody to protect us and mm-hmm. wouldn't you know it there's this drugged a white savior out... if you will oh listen you i'm glad you brought that up because here's another piece of trivia one of the reasons this movie bombed in hong kong was that chinese audiences were pretty upset at the prominence of the white savior characters over the asian protagonists uh, hmm. And and this this only this did not get a theatrical release in the U.S. It went straight to video here. But they were really yeah. trying to pitch this to the Chinese audience, who went, well, "We don't want to see these American actors. We want to see the Chinese actors." So right, hence right. why this movie was such a financial failure. I think was the audience they were supposedly really aiming at rejected it because they pretty, don't want the American movie reasons. stars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the remember the Great Wall with uh, Matt Damon. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I what was like the one with John Cusack? Again. Oh, Dragon Blade. One we've yeah. uh, one we've maybe threatened to watch on this show several <laughs> times. John Q- yeah, John Cusack and Jackie Chan in uh, in Dragon Blade. What uh, a combo! Yeah. Well, I mean, we we just you know. we love the idea of John Cusack as like a Roman general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we brought that up several times it's just that's believable well that's another problem here i feel like actually is these two guys don't seem like they're from medieval times no and christians and don't feel like they are literal royalty from no. medieval times. they seem like nope. a couple of guys from you know today basic modern day maybe back to the 30s or something like that but you start getting into like I don't know, yeah. They just they just they're such uh, contemporary actors. Some it's people like they're background characters in the the Simon Pegg trilogy. Yeah, you know? right, right, yes. Yeah. yes. And I found what Hayden like. Christensen's hair was very distracting. That yes. was another and thing. Very too. modern. Yeah, very very modern. very modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's got uh, everybody should go and, and take a look at the IMDb. You can see pictures of it. But yeah, he's got this sort of. It's shaved real short on the sides, but then long and really like I mean, lots of product Wild to up. bring it up. Um, a heavy fade, heavy fade, and his hair always looks like that, even when he's a disheveled, broken yeah, down. Three opium years later, addict. he looks exactly the same. The, the same hair style. is perfect. Like, he's like my girlfriend told me this is the look, so oh. <laughs> so I gotta go with it. Yeah, yeah, it's in my contract. Sorry. And this movie isn't like. Because if this was like a fantasy world, then I would go with all this stuff. Because it's not real. This movie is trying sure. to be grounded in historical time periods, though. It's not going, oh, it's right. a fantasy realm with magic. Because then I'd go like, oh, well, then who knows what anyone really looks like? It's vaguely medieval. Sure. But right. no, it's it's right. it, this is supposed to be. They say it's 12th century real world, real mm-hmm. soldier. And so I'm going well now. Now I'm weirded out and then we'll get to cage's wig later um i feel like those other fantasy films john you would also have compelling exposition and setting and rising action and a climax Mm. and falling action well if anything actually you wouldn't you wouldn't notice it no no exactly that (laughs) but the other thing is that'd be too hard for these movies right because they'd have to figure out the world of the fantasy stuff so here they just go like "Ah, it's 12th century medieval time you know whatever here you go totally uh to tell yeah and so they, there's there's this whole um, stand standoff in the bar here, which establishes Hayden Christensen, uh, right? Because he's a the guy steals his sword. The guy and he steals wants his sword. The sword. Yeah, 
I think uh, says I'm over like murdering people. Like I need my sword. Yeah, I need my sword. Um, and uh, and he's. Tr I guess this is where the research in Glasgow paid off because he's stumbling around high on opium. Uh, sure. And uh, at a certain point, a guy pees on him in this standoff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is. This is the second movie we've watched in not so many months, Lisman, <laughs> where somebody got peed on. Uh, are you thinking of the Commando? I'm thinking is of the Commando, movie? which is okay. a much much stranger situation. In that movie, Donovan, a guy shoots another guy in the head while he's peeing. So as the body's falling, he falls dead, and the stream keeps going up at the guy who just shot him. Yeah. So that was in a oh, movie. Oh, sorry. The watched. guy who gets shot is currently the painting. dead. There. So there's yes. a dead guy still urinating on the murderer. <laughs> So, I don't think that, that that's problematic from a physiological perspective. <laughs> it it was pretty funny. Physics. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a what a thing to go all in on. I know, I yeah. Know, that's right? still one of the, how many times they filmed that. That's <laughs> gotta be one of the just weirdest things we've seen in a movie, right? Yes, um, for sure. I think they shot it like nine other times earlier in the day, not like that. Uh, yeah. and then they were like, and then they and they got to a place where like, you know what, this can make this a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I do yeah, think they can we thought. Just try something real quick. I, I think we did say on that episode. I've got an no, idea. you know yeah. that squeeze bottle. Yeah, I, we did. I think <laughs> we said on that, that episode. Box? Yeah, that, exactly. That they had to be thinking, oh, they've never seen this before. Yeah, nobody's Which done this true. in a movie. It's true. And <laughs> as I often say on the show, just because other movies haven't done it doesn't mean it's a good idea. Um, <laughs> it, de it definitely makes it novel. That's yeah, the, the idea definition. of a, oh, this is That's original. True. Is like, but is it good? But then. Mm. I, I, once again, motivation, like, after the guy pees on him, um, Hayden just gets leaps up and leaps right into action. All of a sudden, he doesn't seem high anymore, and he's just, I guess that, what, that 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 sobered him up, that urine on him? Um, I've heard yes. the ammonia can really, it's so alkaline that it just <laughs> sobers you he up. He does kill a guy here by it's grabbing. Trick. I had to back it up to see exactly what it was. I think it's like a steak bone that he jams into a guy's throat here. Something oh. like that, or it's I think like he, a broken spear. Or it's something. something. He grabs something off of the table. It's very uh -huh. quick. I backed it up a couple times, and I think it's a bone. It's a meat bone of some kind, I think. Um, mm -hmm. But it does end with the standout. I thought the ending of this was pretty cool when he throws the spear into the guy's eye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. Oh, that was the other thing that they go all in on multiple times in this film. The fact that Hayden Christensen is a whiz with a javelin. Yes. Like he, so many times, that is very, 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 very relevant. They 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 and make him a whiz at highly everything. unlikely. Yeah, they make him. No. But not only do they that, they make him an expert archer, marksman with mm -hmm. a bow, and of course an expert swordsman. This guy is just an all around badass, right? Like well, and I think right. an issue I have with this film is that, that he doesn't have to shape or grow anything no. in this film. No, once he, he literally kicks... has all the skills he needs, and then he just uses them against people who have also spent their entire life training. Yeah, theoretically, probably more right. and probably with less opium and less of a dry <laughs> spell than him. Yeah, they are helpless you, you, to a yeah, couple swings think, of his sword. You'd think the years of drug addiction would at least reduce some of the abilities, right? That kind now, of... What if he went to throw a javelin and he, like, his hand was shaking, right? Mm -hmm. And that was a moment where, like, he used to be able to do those things. And he can't. And then at the end of the film, when he needs to, he throws a javelin at the right. Like, those are the things that would be unlikely and bad storytelling, yet much greater and grander than what we saw well, in this it's, film. It's, yes. that's, that's, that's what often is a refrain on the show. 
What you're pitching, Donovan, is not novel. It's actually just the standard formula, but they don't even do that. No, no. <laughs> it's the basics of character development. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking yeah. about, I mean, you think about how many moves. The other thing is, maybe don't have him be a bat. The other option is to do that, right? He doesn't use his skills until later mm -hmm. in the movie. Um, yes. You know, I think we just saw that on Obi-Wan, that it takes a couple episodes for him to actually bust out a lightsaber. He doesn't just start yes. there. It's a process. It's a, it's a, it's, there's an it, arc to It's go great on. for building tension. Yeah. Cause he's, <laughs> cause his character is repentant, I suppose. Like yeah. he, he, like he, supposedly he's we're told that. that. Yes. Cause we're told but he, that. But it's he never in the is still willing to commit violence. Oh yeah. Without any so hesitation. So the violence wasn't necessarily the issue. It was the violence against the, the, you know, defenseless. Well, there's people, another way to play it too, Lisman, what you're talking about, which is have him commit the violence almost as a reflex and then be shaken by it, be haunted by it, have yeah. the PTSD flashbacks of the violence he committed before. Yeah. I wasn't getting a lot of uh, PTSD vibes no. from, I don't know if Hayden Christensen is aware of how PTSD affects the human body and mind. Um, no, he was too busy going drinking. on a bender. Yeah, yeah was, he was too busy of... just getting lit. That's yeah. <laughs> that's where he put the main focus of his acting research uh, into so the effects of intoxicants. Yeah. That's yeah. more was, where he, he went read on. through the script. He got eight pages in where he saw that word opium, and he's like, "I know what I'm doing this week. <laughs> I'm getting drunk. Perfect. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, I kind of I get the vibe that he's trying you know yes. what i mean and yes. he's just falling short i think he's just misguided i think he's pursuing the wrong he's focusing on the wrong thing here i think he all. is because i think he's i think if he was never discovered by george lucas yeah yeah he would not be a professional actor mm. today yes, yes. like i, I, I do not true. i think that everything he's had post that has been like let's give him another chance Right. Well, because you know, he agents like I've got to put him in more films. Well, and I think because of his Star Wars connection, right? He'll always have a cachet. He's in mm. these kind of action shelf movies because his name care. They can they can always put Hayden Christensen from Star Wars, and that yeah, will right. sell the movie to some audience. Yes, right. and so exactly. you know the the because if you look at his film career, it kind of goes off a cliff after Star Wars, right? Yeah. Does anyone mm. remember Jumper? that where he tried oh, yeah. to do yeah. yeah that was where he tried to do his own franchise outside of star wars and it was a disaster that movie's horrible yep. um but uh but then he pretty quickly falls into these kind of movies and then the only thing that's pulled him out of that now is they've brought him back into star wars as darth vader um so he really i would say the biggest gift he has is that they've decided to return to the character of vader in the mm -hmm. disney plus stuff uh, in that moment of, of chronological time. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing where it's like the Obi-Wan show, and then he's already going to be making appearances of some kind in the Ahsoka show. Um, right. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know what that is. But I will say, Donovan, you I'm assuming you watched Obi-Wan? Oh, yeah. Um, I will say, you know, when he's in the armor, it doesn't really matter um, because no. it's James Earl Jones's voice, and he's completely covered. Yeah. And you know, like there's that moment with half his, you know, which is cool. Objectively, you can kind of see, yeah, that's just a, frustrated. That's and a that's cool, fine. He can do frustrated that's a cool visual. Just fine. But I will but, say there is the one flashback episode in there, and I went, oh, I'm still seeing the same problems. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he was we still have not learned our lessons stiff. here. He's, it's like, I mean, I go, I guess that lines up with the Anakin of those, but it's not like, once again, I, like I said, 
seems like a perfectly lovely guy. I'm glad fans aren't being mean to him. But yes. let's not pretend this guy suddenly learned how to act. Um, I was going to say, John, were you supposing there for a split second that the reason he was acting that way in Obi-Wan was for continuity of character and that he's actually a much better actor <laughs> no, now? No, no, no. And I'm, he wants to show off his skills, but he, they won't let him I'm, because they're I'm like, I'm saying the only positive takeaway is at least it's consistent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Because when you watch that, you go like, oh, look at what Ewan McGregor can do when you give him good dialogue. My God, mm. he's amazing. There you're like, yeah. man, you can improve the dialogue, but this guy's performance is going to be the same, isn't it? Uh, yeah. You can no longer blame George Lucas's uh, writing. Yeah, on, it doesn't. Yeah, it's yeah. it's tough. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> he, they, they, they're like, oh, you, you, you got to help us. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, uh, you, you're a badass who can protect us on our journey. He's like, no way. And he rides off on his horse mm -hmm. he does have some war flashbacks here and that mm -hmm. for whatever reason makes him turn back and help them this is what this is this if it was a better actor even if it with this script mm -hmm. if it was a better actor this would have played more yeah because instead he's just looking at grass for a while and then he stands up and decides to help them could you but imagine like, could you imagine listen if this was our buddy also from jujitsu frank grillo Oh hell yeah! That'd we love dope. Frank Grillo on this show. Uh, yeah, give me Frank Grillo. Give me a Scott Adkins. Adkins could pull yeah. this off. Oh, uh, for sure. For yeah, sure. give me a guy. Give me a Scott Ackerman. <laughs> give me Scott Ackerman. Yeah, Ackerman could do it. I mean, give me anybody with any semblance of like being give able me to. Jason Manzukis. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's. Just, I mean. It'd be a weird fit. Actually, but... let's do Scott Ackerman as the Hayden Christensen and Jason Manzukis. Oh as my God! The, uh, Ooh, Manzukis as, as the white ghost. Oh yeah. boy, I would love to see that. <laughs> I have to rename that. Yeah, you know, I think he's I think the Greek ghost now. Um, the Greek ghost. He's the Greek the ghost Greek now. Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Uh... He actually on the way to the Crusades, Hayden Christensen met him in Greece. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. You want to pal around? Over? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I let's hate do... those guys yeah. too. <laughs> let's go get them. Huh? Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> that's about as historically accurate as this film is. Totally, so. exactly. You know what's great no is problem. you wouldn't need the wig on him either, because Manzukis' yeah. hair is <laughs> just the hair and beard would be enough for the yeah. character. Uh, but you can still yeah. have him close an eye, and uh, which we'll talk mm -hmm. about later. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he decides to go with them. Then they come across this village that's been massacred. So and, sorry, can we talk for a second? Yeah, he has flashbacks to his time in war. Mm -hmm. And then decides the solution is to go help somebody by murdering other people for them. It seems to yeah. be, I think the movie wants us to focus less on the murder and more like, if I save these people, it will repent for the murders I committed. But it's not thinking the next step, which is, but it will also mean causing more murder. The right. murders that he did not commit. Yeah, the murders, because... he, the murders he, they're not even, was it, they were like suicides, weren't they, or whatever? Like, yeah, and that's, yes. the, that's the whole point, is he should be turning away from war in general and yeah. violence in general because he's seeing what it begets that he walks into a room with a full suit of armor and people kill themselves yeah. because they're so afraid of him yeah well that's the he does thing i learned that lesson no. he's just like oh i'm bummed out that somebody could think that i was the one who did that even though i was there and i know that i did not do that yeah no that's the thing that's crazy is and that really you talk about having a character arc that really damages the character arc because it means what he has to realize is oh i never did anything wrong well, that's yes. not a good character arc. That's no. not, yeah, that's not great. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm never mind. Oh, I've been focusing on the wrong thing. Ah, 
It's almost as if his whole character arc is to find Nicolas Cage so that he can tell him that yeah. he never did anything. Stop that's, blaming that me for is that. What it, that is what it feels like. Yeah. 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 It'd be like if Anakin suddenly went, no, I didn't kill those younglings. What are you mad about, Obi-Wan? Can you, can you imagine? <laughs> they just undid that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Flashback to the younglings offing themselves. Yeah, they are. Just, <laughs> just like them. slipping on a banana peel. Whoa, and, yeah, whoa. exactly. Um, and landing on his lightsaber. Just Jar Jar binks the whole time. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, Jar Jar comes stumbling with a lightsaber and cuts up a bunch of younglings. Yeah. Just like, like, I don't know. We don't know what happened. We only saw him ignite that lightsaber and cut away. So we filled in that it was. Yeah. Maybe Darth yeah, isn't yeah. such a bad guy. No, it's and we, go, we cut back to Scarface and that chainsaw isn't even used. <laughs> yeah, just like, exactly. Oh. No, it's what? just actual like hanging beef. You yeah, know, yeah exactly. Yeah. Off of. <laughs> uh, that's a prime the guy's cut. Screaming because he's a vegetarian. Yeah, no! right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want meat is murder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but, uh, they, it's, yeah. It, so that, that really damages us. I think about this, what he, yes. what lesson he needs to learn at all. He doesn't learn any lesson other than because he's fine. It's also an interesting thing where you go like none of the other probably hundreds of murders he committed during the crusades matter. Nicholas Cage mm. is only upset about that one that isn't even him. Yes. So if he didn't do that, then all is fine. The rest of the killing was totally justified as far as the movie's concerned. Right, right. Which is a Even though we see Nicholas Cage before that is really mad about all the murder. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's true. Right. Like he's he's going to leave before that even happens. He's tired of yeah. all the killing, which is justified. The Crusades were awful. Like to take that any of that was noble or good is a troublesome attitude to take in, a, in like, any way yes. go ahead donovan oh i was just agreeing that that's yeah. so troublesome and like this movie doubles down on that was okay yeah question mark yeah yeah i guess everything other than the women and children yeah that one time they okay. went too far in the crusades uh yeah <laughs> other than that remember. totally not necessary um yeah. but uh yeah. So let's get to they come the the now our party of of Hayden and uh, and the prince and princess uh, come across this burned village that's being mm -hmm. massacred by soldiers. What is happening here? Is this orders of the evil prince now, King? I would assume so. I would assume so. But what we don't really get a reason for any of this. It's just sort of general chaos. I don't know. Yeah, and it's only to it. add yet another person to their party for seemingly no reason. I don't quite this know what we gain with this. Yeah, with this orphaned girl. Yeah, this seemed unnecessary. And they're like, also, they're looking for three people. So perfect also, disguise. I know. I love that. The the whole village is murdered. It's except seems... for one girl and one guy, which means all of the villagers killed all of the other raiders. Is that what we... Because literally one guy's riding off with one girl on a horse and he shoots him off the horse. Yeah. Gets the girl and they don't resolve anything else in the village. No. Mm -hmm. no it literally means that whoever raided the village all, almost yeah. were thwarted. It was basically a draw, right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the raiders killed all the villagers, but the villagers also killed all the raiders. Um, it was like a perfectly matched fight. Yeah. Everybody mm -hmm. just killed each other. Um, yeah. that yes, because yeah, we see him pull this amazing shot from a long distance, this very mm -hmm. Robin Hoodie sort of thing where he aims yeah. at the guy riding away, and it does give us our first of this movie's got a few one liners, and it a gives couple, yeah. it gives our first here, 
and uh, oh, so uh, uh, it, it's it's the prince saying to Hayden Christensen, "That shot, how did you make it?" And as he's walking towards the camera, Hayden Christensen just goes, "Practice." <laughs> so they. I actually think it was a bigger line than that, and that he just couldn't memorize it. So they're just like, "Just say practice." <laughs> just say practice. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yes. It's it's no uh, last year's winner of uh, mm. of the shelfie for our favorite one-liner of last year, which was in the movie Recoil, where the kid asked Stone Cold Steve Austin, "How do you get? How did? Uh, where did you learn how to fight?" And his response was, "From fighting." <laughs> That's, that is very stone cold. That is that it's, is it still it still, <laughs> still gets me. I love it. Still gets you on the episode yeah. when we did that. Lisman like was crying and out of breath from laughing at that so hard. And, I uh, love it. Yeah, that's because yeah. it, it yeah. just it, and just the way he's like from fatten. Uh, <laughs> just matter of fact, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I like to think his line was different, but he <laughs> like every time the kid said, "What do you want to fight?" His brain just went to fighting like you know it's like you can only hold one thought in his head at a time yeah it was fighting right fighting. that's certainly yeah. what it felt like yeah and same here hey it's just like practice yeah uh, and this motivates the prince to want to learn how to fight yes right and he that becomes that. a runner here he's like will you teach me how to kill people <laughs> so this was another i think dropped uh opportunity because we're given the prince's <laughs> uh, motivation for the prince he yeah. wants to be able to fight back he and, wants and to I be can able to follow that. He he was helpless yes. to save his father. He yes. feels helpless in this. Everyone is protecting him. Yes. This is actually the beginnings of a character arc in this movie. So why, when he's trying to convince Hayden Christensen, is it not more of an argument? Why is it not insurmountable for him to... Because he needs Christen, Hay, uh, Hayden Christensen to teach him, right? So this should be like a battle... Uh, via an argument you know like it'll increase his need his drive uh but instead hayden christensen's like yeah okay uh, and also and where's training. they don't really have the big moment i was waiting for where these skills were going to pay off in the end yeah that also never happened um i thought for sure it'd be like hayden christensen's gonna die and boom the guy gets hit with the arrow and we see it was the prince and you're like see the skill that's just 101 kind of stuff we get yes. him kind of. I feel trying. like he. Should, I feel like he fires an arrow. Maybe. Yeah, but it's, when it's, they're like he hits one person. With but it's, an arrow. it doesn't there, matter. Though. There's yeah. There's no dramatic significance to that. It's just generally in the nope. battle. Um, yeah. I, I just don't. Yeah. This this movie just has no interest in adhering to anything that a screenplay should do. Um, like conversations can be just as thrilling as fight scenes. Yeah. If you raise the stakes of the conversation. Right. Absolutely. Right. Right. Uh, so they. Uh, uh, let's see where. Yeah. So they now they've added this girl uh, to the party. Uh, and girl. Yeah. Oh, and it's only so we. I get. I guess because I have this written here. It's the scene where the prince goes. Don't worry. Once I take the throne, things will be better. Now, don't worry. Everyone you know and love has already been massacred. <laughs> but it won't happen to other people yeah. once I'm king. That's for sure. Right. Exactly. You, Bobby McFerrin. Yeah, like... exactly. Uh, it's one of those things where I just, I guess that's, I guess we have him and this scene just to establish, trust us, guys, he's going to be a good king. Oh, uh, yeah. I, We're going to tell you he's going to be a good yeah, king. Yeah, we get this scene. And is there some kind of flirty relationship here? 
between them. I was wondering. Yeah. I was wondering the, the, the direct answer is no. I think they <laughs> well, yes. think there is one, yes. and they're trying to. But one. also, but... how this traumatized girl who just watched everything she know be slaughtered and burned is now like, mm-hmm. I got to get a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. how human psychology works, right? I uh, think so. I thought that. I just, man. So it would have been better if she was... A, um, attracted to hayden christensen yes because there would be some sort of like weird like oh he saved my life like this is very misguided mm-hmm. young love mm-hmm. kind of moment that would act that actually right. would be more interesting there and that would but but once again that would force hayden christensen to play some kind of level when he has to talk to her and stuff like that and we just can't have <laughs> yeah. that we just can't <laughs> have it if he's not just no. straight ahead in this thing so yes while they're at camp this is where the princess burns hayden's opium uh and uh he's uh he tells her nothing yeah (laughs) he doesn't seem super upset about the fact that she just burnt his one crutch to keep away yeah he's like hey what okay post-traumatic stress disorder you know yes Uh, yeah yeah, whatever uh and then yeah we have hayden teaching the prince how to shoot an arrow with these flashbacks to hayden as a kid being taught how to shoot an arrow by nicholas cage Mm mm-hmm which like conceptually yeah but it doesn't pay Um, off in any way they nope well because the movie can't really decide what kind of relationship cage and christensen have like is it are they best friends is it a father-son thing because it sort of changes scene by scene yeah Um, because if it's here if it's more like his his father because i'm thinking i the the thing it reminds me of is uh guardians volume two where you do have the flashback when Peter Quill Yandu. is thinking about all the people he loves, and he has the one of them is Yandu showing him how to use the blaster, but like yeah. that whole movie is about the relationships in your life and what a father is, yes. and you know that's yes. very core to the you know because James Gunn knows how to write a screenplay. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is just it, you just go like okay, but well, what does this matter? Like because there's not even yeah. you also maybe could have established this other st- earlier if we had really gotten a sense that Hayden Christensen is like oh man i'm really sorry that what i did cost me my father figure or something like that mm-hmm. we don't get any of that right none of it no um and even when they get back together later in the movie they don't do a lot of emotional digging with the two of them no because uh uh nicholas cage's character is even more off the deep end than <laughs> hayden christensen's character hey, you just wanted to talk about like, his they wife. have they, they have the same they have the same arc essentially um, yeah. yeah it's very strange so now we go to yet another village that is pretty ing- indistinguishable from the previous village we were in visually mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh without the uh without the opium now uh hayden's hitting the bottle so i guess this mm-hmm. is where the glasgow uh research really came in handy for him uh although they did later say that opium was his crutch and alcohol was Ghislaine's crutch but you know whatever it's fine <laughs> he's gonna take whatever he wants so whatever he can get so yeah. yeah they tell him hey man we'll give you all the booze you want and you can get some ladies too but oh no it's a trap who could have seen it coming <laughs> yeah. that's that was a point for me where it was like he's so oblivious to what's happening right now yeah he's mm-hmm. lived a life to not trust anyone <laughs> especially people from the far east yeah this guy, Which he was essentially murdering three years prior. Yeah, you know anybody right. who wasn't, yeah, wasn't Christian. By the way, right. that was the whole point. Yeah, the like. Oh, the movie. Uh, yeah. the movie never delves into anything about religion ever. Not no. once. Yeah. Or race. <laughs> as or if, as no. if the Crusades was just like a a battle for some 
dominance. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> pretty, unbelievable. Pretty famous. A pretty How, famous yeah. holy war. Um. But uh. Yeah. Whatever, man. One uh, too many words in that sentence. Can we? Yeah. Can we cut some time out of that one? Yeah. Pretty the famous, famous war. War. Yeah. War. Yeah. War. War. Yeah. So he just believes these ladies. Yeah. That they're gonna like take care of him. But don't worry, because he also escapes almost instantly from being captured. Yeah. Too. It's so <laughs> the betrayal is so inconsequential that literally he wakes up and nothing has changed because it's yes. it's maybe five like nobody has even gone into the room to take the prince and princess no. like yes. to kidnap them. No. Like it's so inconsequential. I'm just well, like, maybe because he was so addicted here? to opium that the alcohol doesn't have the effect on him that they thought it would. <laughs> No, like he's an alcohol. Yeah, they, they put use? they put some kind of drug in yeah, the alcohol he was drinking, right? Yeah. Why didn't yeah. they tempt him with opium? Yeah, I know, like, right? That's his vice. Because then he would know that him? it was opium. The princess had burned all of it, <laughs> right? And so right. they thought this like opioid that they were going to kill him with some like fentanyl or something. You know, he was just like, nope, <laughs> immune. They 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 were they were out they were cooking some meth in the back of the place here, and uh, yeah, uh, I've been slowly building up a. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. No, that uh, that's Batman. Uh, he <laughs> was slowly uh, building up an immunity to uh, IO game powder. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, they, that uh, would be a better moment in the plot. Like somehow, the, like sure. his only character Just... development is that he destroyed his kidneys and liver, and now he can tolerate whatever. There mm-hmm. you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, steal from James. Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, um... I do like that he punches a woman in the face because that you don't see in a lot of these movies. Hayden Christian just decks a woman. Which is um, straight out of the uh, chivalrous knight book. Yeah, classic you know, knight move. Kapow! Yes, uh, right it reminds me of a, It reminds me of another Nicolas Cage movie where he punches a bunch of women in the face. The Wicker Man. <laughs> he does nothing but in that movie. Pretty much that's There's a lot of punching thing. and slapping of women in that movie. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very thank God we don't have to watch that. That movie is awful. Um, yep. So uh, the, he get he gets the prince and princess out of there, but he's going to stay back and hold off the bad guys so they can escape. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. They, uh, uh, I'm just looking through my thing here. Oh, is this where they stab into his chest? They tear open his shirt and mm-hmm. and and like just stab the tip of the sword into him. Yes. Uh yeah. Oh, into his throat. And then yeah, and then he I mean, once again, he he doesn't do anything. He just sort of overpowers people and then starts yeah. cutting dudes up. Yeah. Uh he's not outsmarting people in in a fight. He's not a good fighter because he's more clever or no quicker you you do get anything. one of those cool john whisk wick esque moments where you see the the guy trying to hold the blade and he's just pushing down until he slowly yeah. stabs into him that was cool it's better done in john wick but uh yeah you know um because that was made also by a stunt guy but a better filmmaker of a yeah um, stunt yeah. guy turned into uh so yeah uh then it goes to this chase in the woods where Oh, all of a sudden, these arrows and blades and these mysterious shadow figures are taking out soldiers. And I thought, geez, we're like 50 minutes in the movie. I think it's time for Nicholas Cage to show up. Yeah. It also rage paddles a rowboat. <laughs> it does do that. Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought he was going to catch up to them. I thought that was a moment. I was like, that's so unbelievable. They are so far down that river by the time he gets away from those guards. Yeah. 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 
so uh so he passes out in in this fight and then wakes up and boy what you want to see when you wake up from passing out is nicholas cage with a crazy wig one closed eye holding a snake giant snake <laughs> now come on you know the snake was cage's idea right I'm yeah. pretty sure that is his snake. I think it I'm might be. I'm pretty sure yeah. he owns that snake. He has several snakes. We've talked about this before. He collects snakes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also met a uh, a strange mentor with a wig in a cave in jujitsu at about the 50-minute mark yeah. as well. It's just like it's, true. it's literally the same playbook. And, it of course, this feels- is when he introduces himself as, I am the white ghost. Yeah. And then I'm sure all of us collectively were like, we know. Because <laughs> they have yeah. been we mentioning the coming. white ghost throughout yeah. the movie. Uh, here and there, people have mentioned the white ghost. Um, but my favorite acting move from Cage in the movie is the point when he's thinking about something and he rubs his chin with the snake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. I, saw, I found uh hayden christensen's lack of reaction here strange it's like oh the person who my entire arc is based around you, you, d- we've seen two this person. separate flashbacks to this guy in like the last 20 minutes yeah yeah <laughs> and he is very unaffected by the fact that his mentor is here in china in the same cave as him and cage what a is, coincidence cage states he has completely given up on him though because he's a killer even though, didn't Cage's guys just tear through a bunch of guys out in the woods? Yes. Well, <laughs> I guess they do kill some of those guys. I, it's, oh. It seemed like it to me. I don't know. Oh, they were definitely killed. Yeah. Like, one of them was, like, hung up with a noose and then shot, like, three times with arrows. Oh, yeah, so. that's right. But they're yeah, only yeah. killing bad guys, right? Yeah, well, like, that seems that to thing? be the thing in the movie, yes. right? Is, is is killings all right when it's justified? Because Cage basically is running a little Robin Hood and his Merry Men outfit out here, right? Essentially, uh, yeah. Yeah, except nobody's that merry, and we don't even really get to know any of the other characters. Uh, nope. Except for Cage's wife. Who, but, but... Uh, via plot reasons does not get to talk in the film no 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 famously because was it they they cut out his wife's tongue isn't that right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and that really pissed that. him off oh that pissed him off mm. and they took out his eye but we're too cheap to do any kind of real effect so it's just kind of a scar <laughs> over one closed eye which did you notice how long you had to do that like it started shaking at a certain point because you can't yes. keep one eye closed for a long period of time it's going to start, yeah. you know, uh, twitching. I thought mm-hmm. that was funny. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, no prosthetics to help them out there. Yeah. They spent all their money on a booze cruise to Scotland. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what does the eye prosthetic cost? Oh, like $50, $60. Like, that's a couple more rounds. Yeah. I think that's, that's two more rounds of beer. Yeah, that's yeah. at least a couple more uh, bar hops. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, nope, sorry. The um, Cage does have a, when he talks about, they took my eye, but he goes, but I still have my hair, and that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't uh, point out the wig, okay? Don't draw any attention to the wig. There was know. so much improv from him in this, I feel like. I'm, oh, I, I oh, feel yeah. like almost all of it was improvised. It had to be. And that's, like most yeah. of his lines to his wife when she's not speaking feel like improvised. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I, oh, she's always right. I think know. that's the case on everything we've done, right? Listen, I it think seems, all of he these He does movies, a lot of improv. He is yeah. known for improvising much of his 
uh, plot. In fact, I think we talked about that was something that um, when he made one of his best movies, Raised in Arizona, but famously, I guess he kind of clashed with the Coen brothers who, you know, write very specifically and don't want people improvising. So yeah, apparently there was some tension. I mean, that, they're only uh, paying yeah. him ten million dollars. What do you expect <laughs> him to learn his lines? Absolutely Come on. Not. <laughs> Uh, I am looking at some of the, the reviews from it, and one of them does say, Cage adopting an accent that could best be defined as just British enough to sound serious adds some welcome <laughs> weirdness to this otherwise generic production. He doesn't fit in it. He doesn't fit in at all. But then again, who'd want him to? Um, right. And right, I think exactly. that's kind of the thing here where it is like, for the 20 minutes that Cage is in it, I'm enjoying it. Not because the movie's working, but because Cage is always going to be weird. And I will take that because yes. we don't we we like this is the cage we like. We've done a few, you know, we've done four cage movies this month, and I think two of them have been total weirdos, and two of them yes. have been. Oh, we've done five, haven't we? I'm yeah, realizing. five total. Yeah, this is the. Third. So we've done two. This is the second totally weird performance, and then we've mm -hmm. done three where he's like generic hero guy. Generic hero yeah. guy is not a good look on him. Doesn't Super work, yeah. weird eccentric guy is Cage's bread and butter. Yeah. I just feel like I grew up with, like, you know, the National Treasure movies. Yeah. At that time, I was young enough to not understand that that was a weird thing. Mm -hmm. See Nicolas Cage mm -hmm. do that. But even... And now I'm like, we that talked... was kind of a baseline film for him. Like, it was, but we talked about he still finds moments of eccentricity in that performance. Yes. Which is, which is good. When, you know, when he's totally bland, you're like, why even hire him then? Right. Um, but here, you know what you're doing when you hire Nicolas Cage. Well, and especially in this, they're hiring him to do this, right? Like this is what they want. Yeah. They go, we want a crazy character at the center of this thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, the center of this. Yes. The the dead center of this film. Dead center of the last twenty minutes of this film. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Because yeah, we're we're kind of we're kind of heading into the the climax of the movie here. Uh, because if, hate... if only this was the climax of the movie. <laughs> I then, know. I mean, I mean our... it's moments before the climax of the film. Yeah, hour forty yeah. runtime yeah. on this thing. Not cool. Not cool. He, movie. He, he argues with his wife. Mm -hmm. uh, Jacob is like, I didn't kill those people, and he's like, Oh, yeah, I misunderstood that for the last. Three and months. even okay. Jacob expressly says he's regained his faith in humanity through this mission, and he says Great. this right before he then kisses the princess because he shot a guy off a horse. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that really made me feel alive again. It made yeah. me feel like I could trust humans to kill that guy from that long yards distance away. kill. Damn, that really brought it back. Man, they got the blood flowing. Um, yeah, and by trusting humanity, I mean myself. Yeah. My self confidence has never been higher. So I'm untouchable. Remember when that guy threw that knife at my head and missed? He can't kill me. <laughs> if he would have said stuff like that, I would have loved. I've got way moments. too much plot armor going. For me. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, because Cage goes, "All right, we're in. My army will be your army, and we're gonna show them, you know, what for." And then we cut to I do love a montage of people packing explosives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we get this whole sequence, um, including the, the mute McAllister. wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, moment. <laughs> Who's both important and not important at all to the plot. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when the so the the big first move here when the when the king's army shows up is they they set off all these smoke bombs so they can't see what's going on. Yeah, classic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they start getting taken out by arrows. Uh, and then the bombs start going off. It's a real oh, shock and like awe campaign. There's like twelve bandits and like. 95 
royal Chinese soldiers. Yeah. Yes. In armor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they just go. I feel like down. that wasn't a big enough deal. They should have made a yeah. big deal about that. No, they're they're mowing these guys down. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, the yeah. size of the well, they don't want to draw attention to how many soldiers are supposed to be in the army, right? Because yes. nothing they show on camera will be able to actually represent that properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would have loved a moment where you had the entire group of bandits all dressed like Nicolas Cage, the White Wolf, <laughs> popping up at different times. <laughs> You know, all uh, the end to Three Amigos, whereas like, White yeah. Wolf is everywhere. You know, that would have been rocks. That would have been a lot you more know? fun, certainly. Uh, and it would have gotten a sewing montage. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> I would you would also that. get more of a sense of why he's called the White Ghost. White they ghost, never go in. They me, never yeah. go into like the idea that he presents himself as supernatural in some way or something like that. That's the thing. Is like he's clearly some you know legend of folklore. Let's see it. Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. He just yes. is a guy with some other guys, and they've got some smoke bombs and explosives. That's about it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yes. they start with their shock and awe campaign here with the smoke and the mm-hmm. explosives, then the arrows, then they switch to spears, <laughs> then finally they come running in for sword combat. Yes. Uh, and Against, uh, again, things made for the cavalry. Yeah. Exactly. Not for hand-to-hand combat. No. Well, and then no. once once the fight uh, eventually makes its way back to the cave hideout, they do have this swinging spike trap that comes down and impales a guy. And I thought, well, that's cool, but that's a one-off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's done. <laughs> they didn't have any other traps other than a bunch of bombs to throw. Right. I mean, even the Ewoks figured out that you could reuse certain traps, you know, you could swing those logs a couple times. I did. I was waiting for somebody to reset that or something like that. Cause I thought Mm -hmm. that's pretty good. Or for there to be another one or yeah, let's as you bring up more traps. Yes. That's it. Just the one and done. But again, the budget was spent in Scotland. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We spent the trap budget on uh, Hayden's bar tab. Um, (laughs) So, uh, unfortunately, Nicolas Cage's mute wife is killed, which in, which gives us a... She no! explodes herself. Yeah. No! She, yeah, she, she decides to just throw a bomb where she doesn't need to, mm-hmm. or she's also standing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Yes. Uh, but this does lead to Cage spearing two guys with one spear, which is pretty good. Yep. Uh, and then, to give everybody time, Cage basically sacrifices himself by facing down the whole remainder of the army by himself giving everybody time to do what yeah they stay in the cave i know they don't that's what's, that's and then what's they unclear. walk out yeah like they, yes. they literally leave the cave and give yes up. i know i couldn't figure this out at all um, <laughs> let's let them focus on one thing at a time yeah there's only, not, there's only 85 of them let's let them focus on one thing so Cage is slashing guys in the army, and then he eventually gets stabbed and stabbed and stabbed again. Stab some more. They did speared. do. They did do the thing where only one or two guards would approach at a time, yeah. which is fun. You know, love that. I love when army. That's do why because that. Cage does take down like six to eight guys here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because because they, they're, they're coming, coming at him one single file. Yeah, boy. If we keep this up, I can take them all out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, once he dies, now everybody's just cornered. Yes. And they all come out and it's like, well, I guess we give up. Mm. Uh, but don't worry. Uh, there's uh, The prince is going to 
stupidly try to charge at the evil son, mm-hmm. and he gets knocked well, unconscious. I feel like the the whole end of the film is Hayden Christensen baiting him mm-hmm. into fighting him for his own honor. The the evil prince. Yeah. The evil prince. It's like, why? If you're the evil prince, it's like, no. Yeah. I just want to kill that kid, and so I can be king. Like, yes. I don't. No. No, thank you. I'm a brilliant military <laughs> mind. Yeah. I'm Unless... like, oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> Unless there was a thing where the prince was talking to Hayden Christensen about his brother's pride. Yes. You know, and being a skilled warrior. Like, or... if there was some sort of setup. Oh, there oh that. Like... Oh, you're or... talking about a setup to pay off something, Lisbon. <laughs> I can't. Uh... Uh, yeah, you know. <sighs> yeah. I mean, where, yeah, you could do. Once again, that's classic. The pride goeth before the fall, right? You know. Mm-hmm. What if you had mm-hmm. the the captain who was not down for the prince the whole time, being the one to be like, "Sir, your honor," right? Like, what if yes. he was the one that was like reminding him that? Yeah, that also he couldn't yeah. he couldn't lose face in front of his own men. Like right, that would right. have been a way to bring that plot back. Around. Well, yeah, you could. Yeah. I mean, you could do that even visually, right? With like if he gets knocked down or doesn't fight, and all the guys are looking at him, and you, we can feel that he's going like, "I have to show them that I'm the strongest mm-hmm. in bet." You know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could easily do all kinds of stuff. Uh, the the evil prince does get a one liner here when he says to Hayden Christensen, "You've spilled a lot of blood. Let's see how much you have left." It's not bad. It's not a bad, bad guy. It's fine. Well, it yeah. switches possession there, though. I know. I know. <laughs> if he would have said, you've lost a lot of blood, let's see how much you have left. Yeah. It's... Or if he would have said, you've spilled a lot of blood, let's see you spill yours. There's like... Yeah. Yes. But yes. True. Let's see true. if you have... It's like, see if you have any left. He doesn't have any wounds. He's right. fine. He's I would totally guess he fine. has roughly all of his blood left. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly, give or take all of it. So like, they get it. T- so Hayden Christensen and the Evil Son they start dueling, and then yes, yeah. one of the archers shoots him in the leg. Is it the leg? Yep. Uh, yeah, shoots Hayden Christensen uh, in the leg and in the shoulder. I yes, think. he yeah. gets two, uh, yeah. and that's when yes, that's when the captain guy is like, "Hey, whoa, come on, man!" And that's that's the entirety of that captain's story arc. But actually, you yep. could have put that in with the pride thing of. Yes. Having the prince do that by going like, I don't need your help. Or what if he just went up and stabbed the guy who shot the arrow? Yes. That would have been cooler and more exciting and dramatic. Yeah. Yes. Instead, it's just a guy going, hey, come on. <laughs> yeah, all those, yeah, we need rules here. Knock that off. <laughs> rules in a sword duel. Yeah, uh, you got to love that. But the princess mm-hmm. then pulls the dagger from earlier in the movie now. Mm. Yep. On yes. The prince who does get another good bad. I like this bad guy language. Goes careful, you might cut yourself. That's not bad. I don't know. I don't know why he lets her get that close to him. I don't either. He's been <laughs> aiding and embedding the son, the yeah. the second son. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like ready to just like hang out with her again. Well, it seems to me like, and there's a there's a way to, that you could have made this clear where he's like, you're you know, once again, if the movie had actually had this thread of sexism in it. If it had been like, what are you going to do? You're just a woman with a tiny blade. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if that had been an actual runner, that could have worked. Or she, or she like was talking to him, yeah. like, and hiding the blade. And then she pulls it out and stabs him, you know? I like, don't think she actually stabs him, though, right? Because he stabs her. Or does she stab him uh, and then he stabs her? Maybe she does stab him. I don't remember. I, think I feel like, even though I watched this only a couple of days ago. Yeah. 
that yeah. she stabs him. Yeah, and then he stabs her because I thought, oh my god, they killed her. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, did they? No, they don't. She's expressly alive later, and it's insane. And totally she gets, fine. She's totally fine from getting run through, like right in. <laughs> and I feel like if there was actually any chemistry and romance between her and Hayden Christensen, then there would also be a moment for him to like really take it up a notch on that prince. Oh, you right. think? Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> unimpressed by it. He's yeah. like, oh, you murdered women and children. I just scare them to death. So, yeah, instead, I mean, Hayden Christensen does use that moment then to get up and he guts the the evil prince, which is yes. great. Cool. <laughs> I don't think any I don't think any of us are invested in the state of no. this world. Uh, like, what, no. what if the what if the young prince did it? He took the lessons he learned from yeah. Hayden Christensen and bested his own brother. Because we we can know? we've already had the 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 duel between Hayden mm -hmm. and that that's handled. So if the actual killing blow got to like what if what if he stood over this is why I, I want the arrow thing because we specifically see him learning the archery. What if he's over mm -hmm. Hayden Christensen and he's gonna bring down a killing blow and all of a sudden pfft, he gets hit with an arrow and it's the prince? That would have been better. More and rewarding. It taken five seconds, like the, just five seconds of filmmaking to put that yep. in there. And now for yep. no reason, all of a sudden the general who's back at the the fort is like, "Well, I guess that guy's the king now." <laughs> Yeah, there's like a moment where he doesn't believe maybe that the younger brother killed the older brother, but because of like decorum, he has to just yeah. Was it? It was the seal, right? The royal yeah. seal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's because that's what he took. We didn't talk about that because it doesn't really matter. Throughout the whole movie, it's the MacGuffin. The prince has the royal seal that the evil son wants because that will make things mm -hmm. official, I guess. Apparently, yeah. Although he has still taken over the military, <laughs> it military. Seem like that would that yeah. would be all that matters. matters. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have that seal, so no one's really going to go along with this, um, right? Except like, once again, the military. Yeah. The whole time he's it. tracking down a loose seal. But yeah, this general know? who gets the letter saying that the prince is now the king, <laughs> it's got that seal, so uh -huh. he goes, "Must be true." Yeah. Yep. All yeah. right. I guess we're following him now. And then yeah, that's settled. We're at yep. Nicolas Cage's grave here. And suddenly, both Hayden Christensen, who got shot a couple times, uh, mm -hmm. and the, the princess, who literally got stabbed through the stomach with a sword, both walk <laughs> up. No even bandages. They're not even, like, limping nope. or holding their wounds or anything. They just walk up, nope. and they're together and somehow completely fine. Mm. Mama bonded is what I think that's called. I think, yes, mm. that's it. It's just very much like the end of Speed. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh but then I don't quite understand this. They go for this, like, Western or Mad Max kind of ending where all the royals ride off and Hayden just stays behind and stands there. Yeah, why? They don't do a good job because it seems like they've committed to the romance with him and the princess, but then he just stays behind for no it reason. It could have been never... a moment where they were like, we need you. You know, you're such a great fighter. Yeah. And he's like, no, I fulfilled my debt. I did my thing. They don't. No, I found there love is, instead of hate. I don't know. Yeah, like there's there a is moment he could no dialogue. <laughs> yeah, no, no, or even like the prince learned. Uh, the prince will be will do fine on his own because he took out again. If he took out the older brother, you know, <laughs> no, they they sense. stand at Nicolas Cage's grave. Then the the royal people get on their horses and ride off, and Hayden Christensen watches them, and the movie ends. Yes. <laughs> 
that's satisfying. outcast can you i mean I, yeah very satisfying i just yeah i because like it ended and I, my first reaction was like what <laughs> wait what happened i had the same expression that hayden christian had at the end of the movie which is it's a blank stare <laughs> at what was happening huh? what uh, yeah. I guess that's over. And then the and then the rocks of Nicolas Cage's grave start to shake a little oh, bit. Oh, now that would have been <laughs> something. And <laughs> yeah. then he's an actual ghost at that point. The snake. Oh yeah, what yeah, what what if all of Star Wars suddenly just like a translucent Nicolas Cage was next to Hayden Christensen and put his arm around him? <laughs> oh, that would oh, yeah. Been so good. yeah, that would have been something. <laughs> it's like the white ghost is a real ghost now. Uh, so that's Outcast. I've watched that movie. Oh boy, yeah, me too. Oh boy. Uh, well, whew. uh, yeah. What what that's, do we got that's here? That's Outcast. Do we have a favorite feel... kill in this movie, guys? No. <laughs> Maybe the spike trap. Spike trap's good. Spike trap's most interesting. Two guys with one spear is not bad. Sure, uh, javelin to the face is pretty good. Yeah, I like it's that earlier good. in the bar, but yeah. yeah, nothing. I don't know that we need to bother really, because <laughs> I don't think yeah, any of these not. are going to come back. Because the, the movie, end of the... the movie, unfortunately, is pretty serious about that. Yeah, yes. like it isn't. Yes. They're not having a lot of fun. They don't with, give you, know, you those those moments we love in action movies where you can go, oh, somebody got it, or somebody, you know. Yeah. There's no there's no big like dramatic finishers for a bad guy. Like you expect out of like a martial arts movie or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. No, there's no like, even when the evil prince gets it, there's no like, I love that satisfaction in action movie when the bad guy really gets it. We always talk about that, Lisman, that the the main villain needs the big death. That should be the one where they get, they really get it. We're like, yeah, they had that coming. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not here. Couldn't care less. Not here at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, so that, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't think we can just skip that. Yeah. <laughs> How about our we we only have a, a few one-liners here, but let me run through them again. Uh we have the kids saying to Hayden Christensen, "That shot. How did you make it?" And he responds, "Practice." I'm trying to get as dull as he says it. Practice. Practice. It's so much more lively, John, when you say it. <laughs> I know, it's, just, yeah. it's warm uh, and vibrant. Uh when Cage talks about losing his eye, he says, "But I still have hair, and that's what matters." Uh uh, the bad guy, as Donovan said, the very confusing line of "You've spilled a lot of blood. Let's see how much you have left." I think that's my favorite, <laughs> even though it makes <laughs> zero sense. They at least they're going for something. Yes, you know? like he's really trying. It has the the it yes it does it has the 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 sound of like an action yeah, movie one liner. Yeah, if you yeah. weren't paying attention, you would be fooled. Yeah, I think that, and then finally, there's the when when the princess pulls the dagger. It's careful, you might cut yourself. But I think I agree. I think it is the you've spilled a lot of blood. Let's see how much. And you also, have blood. the incompetence of the sentence structure also yes. I think is very. It illustrates the writing of this movie very well. It's very action it's, shelf too. It's very like yeah, exactly. It's interesting when you look at the budget. There are no editors on the film. <laughs> Uh, not a one not a Hayden left them all behind in Scotland (laughs) we shouldn't have sent our editors with him Uh, they they couldn't get a flight back it was like yeah (laughs) didn't have money for them yeah uh yeah so outcast the cruel twist of fate they got cut out of the film uh yeah well you know it's always my mission on this show to find the strangest IMDB reviews 
uh, for these movies. And uh, let's see, uh, what do I uh, what do I have for us this week? Uh, we <laughs> uh, hold on here. Um, okay, here we have from. Uh, uh, oh, this is from uh, IMDb user Gwidden One, uh, and the title of the review is just "Great!" Exclamation point. I am voting this 10, as I found it very entertaining and can't believe how negative the reviewers are here. I watch a lot of Asian drama, subtitle, and I was thrilled to see an attempt to bridge the gap this way. When you watch subtitled <laughs> drama, you soon find out that the bilingual Western actors are embarrassingly bad. But it was a joy to have the movie all in English with all the things I love most about Asian cinema. Great direction, cinematography, action, and pacing. Never a dull moment. Cage was unnecessary, except as an attention-getting name. As for the literally-minded out there, go watch a documentary. Suspending disbelief is a necessary talent when watching drama. You get to focus on other things. My only complaint is I would have enjoyed more martial arts by some of the talented cast. More, please! 10 out of 10 stars. I feel like that whole review was motivated by somebody who has fallen in love with Chinese culture. Yep. And has had to keep it a secret from his friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> he is tired of reading subtitles. Yep. He desperately mm. wants to learn Mandarin and literally can't. He's tried so many times. <laughs> Duolingo, everything. It never tried. sticks. Yeah. It never sticks. <laughs> Rosetta so the, Stone. Finally, he's able to watch a film he loves in a language he understands. I think I think you've hit it exactly. I think that's a that's a perfect explanation uh, of this guy. My my favorite part of this review is that he thinks that reviewing is voting. <laughs> yes, he yes. does. He does. <laughs> I'm voting 10. That's what I yeah. say. <laughs> I punch the tab, damn it. I vo <laughs> I vote for the movie Outcast. Uh, or I uh, think that this movie is great. Yeah, <laughs> Outcast for best movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all you other reviewers are too negative about Outcast. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, well, uh, you know what? We always like to check in with our favorite Amazon mm -hmm. reviewer, uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Bruce Winning. So it's time for another. Yeah. Uh, classic installment of the winning opinion. Now, Bruce didn't check out this movie because I, I looking through his, I, I always look, of course, through his reviews for the movie we watched, but then barring mm. that, I look for something in a similar genre, perhaps. Mm. Uh, and uh, Bruce doesn't seem to watch anything medieval or, or, or something like that. I don't think he likes that kind of stuff. We know he doesn't like the fantasy. We know he doesn't yeah. like the sci-fi. So mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 it be. So I, I was then forced to go through uh, his reviews of other Nicolas Cage movies, some of which we've read uh, on the show this month. And we've also found that he is not a Nicolas Cage fan immediately. No. Uh, he's sort of recently discovered that he can, <laughs> as he says, I can watch some Cage movies. Uh <laughs> Which uh, which is always great. He's learned to slowly accept Nicolas Cage. So I uh, I thought it'd be interesting here to look at uh, one of his older reviews of a Nicolas Cage movie. Are either of you guys familiar with the movie Snake Eyes? Now, nothing to do with the G.I. Joe character. No. This is a Brian De Palma film. I'm a big De Palma fan. Sort of a neo-noir mm -hmm. thriller uh, about, a, about an assassination attempt at a boxing match. Uh, mm -hmm. Here's what Bruce had to say about this movie 
Uh, first off, the title of the review, Action with 5.1 Surround from the 90s. I was initially glad the audio was 5.1 Surround. I like the shooting. I like the punching and kicking. I like the story. I've been enjoying movies on Amazon Prime from the 90s. Four out of five stars. Wow. Yeah. That's uh that's that's very that's classic Bruce right there. So compelling, Bruce. Wow. Thank I you mean he has a way with words. I also I, I've seen I was like the idea that he doesn't have a, a surround sound system, but he likes the idea <laughs> that it is. He's watching yeah. it through his TV speakers, but he's like conceptually I'm a fan. He's watching it on his laptop. Well also yeah, exactly. the the first sentence is I was initially glad the audio was five point one surround sound. Now that implies he was later not glad. Yeah, I guess so. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. follow that up, and he likes it from the this night. Is a dark I'm turn for Bruce. I'm trying to figure out what in this review though cost it a star because this was a four star review. <laughs> what was in there? It seems like he, he was initially it all. glad, and yeah. we're off. Done. <laughs> uh, also, I've seen He's that movie. Listen, surround sound over. I don't remember any punching or kicking in it. There's some shooting, not even a lot of shooting. It's mostly not really. Yeah, it's not really an. A- it's definitely not an action. No, movie. De Palma's it's... a thriller filmmaker, conspiracy, yeah. paranoia like slow, thriller. It's kind of a slow burn. Yeah, actually. it's more of a detective movie <laughs> than it is like an action. Do movie. Do you think he watched Snake Eyes, the GI Joe film? <laughs> he just rated the wrong one. Yeah, <laughs> he watched a classic episode of GI Joe from the. 90s. There you go. Uh, uh, actually, was... the the GI Joe origin movie is on Amazon Prime now, so I'm waiting. For Bruce's review of that, because I feel Oof. like he, he would oh. love that movie. Uh, That's amazing. <laughs> the thing that keeps striking me about this film, so we watched Jujitsu, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother comparing it to because <laughs> they are identical and both somehow uniquely horrible. Yeah. The thing Fair I enough. was struck by so many times is I have seen more motivation, storytelling, set design, character design in a Budweiser Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than this entire film. Like yeah. there are yes. so many like ads that I skip through on my way to a YouTube video that have shown me more and have reached out to me more than this movie did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think just that's like fair. wasting twenty five million and presumably weeks of people's lives <laughs> to make this, let alone the hour and forty minutes to watch this. It's like, when do we start to get into, like, crimes against humanity? When do we start to get, like... Well, I mean, at the very least, it is highly irresponsible use of money, right? Like, Yes, (laughs) definitely. There's got to be some financial crimes involved here. You can't just throw money like this around. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I mean, John and I have existential crises uh, pretty much every week. Yeah, Um, I mean, and we're so... The other thing, we've said this so many times, but it's so true. We are so broken by this. We, our standards of film are so low at this point that just basic three-act structure impresses us now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're like, I yeah. don't know. There was an attempt at a character arc. Five stars. Like, <laughs> Yeah. They did pay off something they set up once. So anything, I guess this yeah, is Yeah, true. anything like that, all of a sudden we're going like, I don't know, man. Because I do feel like we're, with this show, Lisbon and I are going like, no, we know how bad it can get. You have no right to criticize this movie. We've seen yes, what right. truly bad looks like. Um, mm-hmm. And because this, Lisbon, and, and you'll back, this isn't that bad even by Action Shelf standards. This is pretty even okay. Just, even just Nicolas Cage month, this is probably no. a little bit higher on the This on might the be spectrum. second wow. or third of yeah. the five movies, yeah. Yeah, uh, we've, yeah, we've seen worse. Incredibly unbelievable. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I know. 
<laughs> Man, be be glad you didn't have Gurgoni had to sit through two eleven, which was a snooze. We need to like do an intervention. Like I don't know what the like the end of this yeah, is. Maybe. You I guys don't know, okay? Are, is this a well it doesn't help? it doesn't help when people are <laughs> people are now tweeting suggestions of movies we should watch at us. So now now yeah. we have listeners egging us on, which is great. Oh, no longer self inflicted. You know what's really but... terrible this movie? You gotta see it. <laughs> I love what's really terrible, yeah. as if to say that this film was not terrible. Right, yeah. <laughs> what's really terrible? Literally, people are going like, so good. well, we announced some Yoshi, of the... Your cotton ball life. Some of the upcoming topic months, and I, I, people have tweeted us going like, you gotta include this one if you're doing that as a topic. Uh, so, yeah. That's absolutely insane. Uh, yeah. So, thanks, listener. We appreciate your engagement, listeners. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're keeping the, the uh, you're keeping Lisbon and I uh, on our antidepressants. Um, it, it's, it's nice <laughs> to know we're not suffering alone out there. Yes, you know? it is. I'm glad. I, and I, I, I don't know if I, I kind of hope people are, are watching along with us. Um, yeah. well, as we said, we're not, we're not crazy about, uh, this movie. So let's come up with a different film using our handy dandy action movie title generator. Uh, the three of us are going to come up with a brand new movie that will also star, Mr. Cage and Mr. Christensen. Let's reunite them in a new vehicle, and I'm going to hit the randomizer now. And, oh, oh Lisman, this sounds like one we'll enjoy. Mm. It's Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen in Ultimate Cobra Squad. <laughs> Snakes, right off the bat, you know Cage is interested. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate Ultimate Cobra. Cobra Squad. So immediately I'm thinking there's some sort of paramilitary unit that also has live cobras as part of their attack strategy. Yes, everybody has their own person. I mean, this is a little bit G.I. Joe. It's a little bit Kill Bill. But yes, they all are named after a snake that they have on them at any given But they time. have like a mental connection with the snake so they can actually yes. like fight in tandem with each other. Of course. And if need be, they can swap bo uh, bodies. There you the go. Snake. There you go. So if you need shit to really get done, you swap bodies and the snake t uh, takes care of business. <laughs> Nicholas, I think for for me, it's a paramilitary <laughs> paramilitary unit. I think it's a paramilitary unit mm -hmm. in China. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, run by Nicholas Cage, yep. who's their fearless leader. <laughs> Absolutely. Who okay. has. Um, some innate ability that people don't have uh precognition mm. or super strength or there something there you go there you go you slowly discover over time is because he microdoses cobra venom Ooh, i like it that is changing his physiology it is changing his body slowly over time and that hayden christensen is trying to intervene and cannot save him mm. and in the third act of the film has to fight partially snake partially human Yes, because then we can get Nicholas crazy, Cage. crazy snake prosthetics on Cage. Yeah, right? and the tongue. I want to see the tongue, the like forked tongue. Yeah, and we, and we can have a sequence where Nicholas Cage is shedding off his human skin. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. molting. He's looking he's in the mirror, and it's pull, the, <laughs> yes. the skin's coming off of him, so we can get sort of yeah. some body horror Hayden, monster moments. Hayden Christensen is like going into like a tunnel, and there's just like skin just draped everywhere like oh god what am i walking into <laughs> yep but but That's once again like the villains we're yeah. talking about his motivation is i have to use these powers to protect the world exactly. but he's becoming a monster he can't see he he he's so legitimized it to himself <laughs> mm -hmm. and i want exactly. to see him eat a whole live mouse mm-hmm I feel like that's a part, like, in the second act. 
where you see him like just grab one and just like <laughs> swallow it. And yeah, and Cage raises some eyebrows. Cage, being the method actor, he is will do it for real. Um, he probably would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did because mm-hmm. he he ate the cockroach in um, Vampire's Kiss for real, and he always talks about that's it. true. Uh, <laughs> he did do that, and that's acting, Listman. I mean, I, I think anything I less than that, I don't consider acting. Um, <laughs> no, if that's true, John, don't make me eat an insect. Please. Well, I'm just you, you and I are working on something right now, and I'm just saying I have some ideas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's uh, Nicholas Cage and uh, Hayden Christensen, an ultimate Cobra Squad coming to a red box near you. I'd watch it. I'd watch it for sure. Well, we're 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 sad and glad. I think it's a bittersweet mm-hmm. ending here to uh, the July Cage match. Uh, so next week, how do you follow up the cage match? You and I had a lot of debate about this list month, and we felt the only person who could possibly follow up a month of cage movies is James Bond himself, Mr. Pierce Brosnan. Hell yeah. That's right. It is Brosnan next week on the show with the 1992 action thriller Live Wire. A movie that sounds completely insane. This movie sounds absolutely, absolutely nuts. Uh, and as yeah. always, Lisman, I will ask, uh, uh, do, would you like to hear the tagline? And I will say this one's pretty good. Okay, great. Uh, so here it is, Livewire. A weapon more explosive than nitro, more deadly than napalm, and only one man can stop it. That man, of course, being Pierce Brosnan. Livewire. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's the next week on the show, which is, uh, oh boy, uh, tune in for mm-hmm. that one folks that's gonna be mm-hmm. that's gonna be nuts and we love anything <laughs> the further we go back into the early 90s into the 80s the the more entertaining i think these movies become uh anything goes yeah absolutely yes. no there were yeah there were no rules back then uh <laughs> mm-hmm. uh donovan thank you as always for coming on oh Great pleasure to have i you. would say thank you for having me but i'm not sure i'm, I'm able to say that le- <laughs> legally legally we're gonna we'll get you on again sometime soon for a non-nicholas cage vehicle uh maybe okay sounds great maybe we'll get With you a on slightly during... different film structure yeah know, like a story i was gonna say so maybe weird. maybe we bring him back uh for the holiday season when we're doing christmas action movies um Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. we're doing Christmas-based action movies for December, so that might be a good time. Or we're also doing Norris November uh, for some Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. interesting. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll 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 get you back on in a because you did kind of get a double whammy of super weird wig-based cage performances. So wig-based uh, <laughs> cave cage performances. Yes, that's right. Both cave dwellers too. Uh, we're gonna call it the uh, the wigging out in a cave. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's uh, the era of his career we're looking at here. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that is going to do it for the action shelf this week. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The action shelf. The Action Shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. Oh, 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 oh.